Yes, this is EM Case's Best Case Ever mini-podcast series, and I'm your host, Dr. Anton Hellman. In anticipation of our upcoming episode on pediatric advanced life support with Dr. Alan DeCon, the lead author of the PALS guidelines, and Dr. Anthony Crocco, better known as Ranthony, I have the honor of introducing Dr. DeCon to you so he can tell you his best case ever. Dr. DeCon, welcome to EM Cases. Thanks, Anton. Well, you know, this is a this is a case I dealt with about uh, 15 to 20 years ago at, at Janus General Hospital. It was an 11-month-old boy, and uh, basically the, the story ends up being is that uh, cold February night. And, and what happened was is that uh, this 11-month-old uh, this um, managed to, uh, to crawl out of the house unwitnessed and actually was found sometime later in the middle of the night by, by a family member encased in ice uh, in the backyard, starting CPR, called 911. EMS arrived on scene and the paramedics ended up uh, recognizing that this child was pulseless, uh, continued CPR, tried to intubate the child. Needless to say, the child was was uh, was encased in ice crystals around the mouth. The mouth was frozen shut, but they did manage to get an airway in and uh, rushed in to, uh, to Janus General Emergency Department. And upon arrival, the uh, the child was in uh, was in VF cardiac arrest. For those of us in, in in our center, it was an amazing experience. It was an example of how teams working together can truly make a difference. A pre-hospital team that uh, that provided excellent care in terms of uh, both BLS and ALS care. A emergency department that had uh, physicians and nurses and respiratory therapists that when the child arrived, they'd also, they'd already given the pediatric ICU at Janus General a heads up and the, and the pediatric intensivist, that was me, uh, down in the emergency department upon arrival of the patient. Rapid identification that this kid was, had a temperature of 16 degrees Celsius, um, refractory VF cardiac arrest, and that we all in that emergency department recognized that what we needed to do is get the cardiac surgeons in to get this kid rewarmed and uh, with a circulation on uh, on ECMO. So 90 minutes of CPR, both pre-hospital and in-hospital, as we're getting ready to cannulate the child in the ICU, so we'd move the child upstairs with ongoing CPR. Child actually has a return of spontaneous circulation, still profoundly hypothermic. The cardiac surgeon and myself sitting around the bedside say, well, okay, are we going to go into ECMO to rewarm or are we going to just continue to support and rewarm with external rewarming? Decided actually to go with the less aggressive of the approach over the next two hours with uh, with uh, an ECMO team in the room, a cardiac surgeon at the bedside and myself at the bedside monitoring the patient, providing fluid, inotropes, ongoing ventilatory support, the child rewarmed. And then to fast forward, 48 hours later, the child uh, wakes up, is extubated, and is totally neurologically normal. And now this is a 17-year-old that is uh, is normal and is just doing the things that normal 17-year-olds do with uh, a past history of knowing that that he ended up having a, a 90-minute cardiac arrest that's... Uh, that because all of these teams worked collaboratively in such an amazing way, we ended up getting that kind of outcome that I think otherwise could have been so elusive. Well, when it comes to the principle, they're not dead until they're warm and dead, 
This story is probably the greatest success story I've ever heard. Now, there's some great pearls, pitfalls, and controversies in managing pediatric hypothermia that we cover in detail on the website on our latest Crit Cases blog called Pediatric Drowning and Hypothermia, and it's got an expert peer review by Dr. DeCon himself. We present a great case that you can imagine yourself managing, and we ask key questions along the way like, how do you best rewarm the patient? How do you oxygenate the patient? When should CPR be held in V-fib arrest? How do you dose epinephrine in the hypothermic arrest? At what temperature do you not shock V-fib? And a whole bunch more. So after you've listened to this podcast, please go to the EM Cases website to the latest Crit Cases blog. And to learn more about the PALS guidelines, stay tuned for the upcoming episode with Dr. DeCon and Dr. Croco. Oh, and lastly, if you haven't signed up for the EM Cases newsletter yet, please do go and sign up on the EM Cases website. You can get access to the Q&A Pearl of the Week, as well as our new feature, Just the Nuggets. So until next time, take it easy.